Good morning, Faith Fellowship. For you that don't know, my name is David Blackburn. I'm one of the pastors here at uh, the church. Thank you for being here this morning. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your love for us. As we sang this morning, Lord, we can't comprehend how great and awesome that love is. We thank you that your love was demonstrated to us by the giving of your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross that we might know forgiveness of sins. Lord, at the beginning of this new year, we just pray that uh, you would help us set our hearts right toward you each and every day of this year we, we have. And we pray that in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Jay Leno reported this. Now there are more overweight people in America than average weight people. So overweight people are now average, which means you've already met your New Year's resolutions. Now how about that? Did you expect to hear such good news today? Man, can't get any better than that, can it? This morning, one week into the new year, we're going to look at how we can grow spiritually in our faith in 2012. If we had a title for this message, it would be No Buts Faith. Watch this with me. I got a, got a big butt. Gigantic, if I'm going to be blunt about it. And you know what? The funny thing is, I got several big butts. And, and, and before, you, before you discard me or, or wince at the disgusting notion of that, I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest that possibly you have at least one big butt as well. Yeah, you like that? Hurts a little, huh? Let me tell you something. Let me just tell you something, okay? Everybody we know has a big butt. And more often than not, it's the thing that actually gets in the way of us living a consistent life for Jesus. I think you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to expound a little bit, okay? See if you can recognize some of these butts. But I have to work more. But my favorite TV show is on. But my kids have practice. But i got to tweet something. But it's such a beautiful day. But I'm just not in the mood. But I deserve a break today. You see, everything kind of interferes with my life of, of just living an authentic life for God, okay? And more often than not, it always has something to do with some sort of butt, okay? Even the littlest of butt can distract me. It really can. The littlest butt can make me think, well, ah, I'm not going to pray today. I'm not going to think about it today. I'm not going to deny myself. I'm not going to read the Bible, blah, blah, blah. Whatever God asks me to do, I seem to have a butt for it and get away, okay? And the most horrendously big butt of all time is the butt that gets in the way of me just hanging out with God and reading His Word. It's true. Think about it. All the times you're about to open that, and all of a sudden a big giant butt gets in the way. A butt. Much like one of these. But I got a farm bill. But I'm tired. But the game's over. But I read last Tuesday. But I got to check Facebook. But I don't like Leviticus. But it's too hot in here. But I, I just don't like books. But I don't understand it. But it's boring. But what does that have to do with me in the 21st century? Those are some ugly butts, people. Let's just call them what they are. Ugly. Ugly butts. 
Okay? And there's a lot more to them, sad but true. Here's a list, although not exhaustive, of some of the most popular butts known to mankind. But I don't have enough money yet. But others will think that I'm a nerd if I carry the Bible. But they won't like me if I talk about Jesus. But I don't know if God will do what I ask. But I just can't get motivated. But I'm afraid. But I don't have all the answers. But the small group is the same night as Monday Night Football. But can't I just let my life speak for itself? But I'm not happy. But that's not my gift. But that's the pastor's job. But I don't know how to pray. But I can't believe that. But I don't know where to start. But everybody else is having fun. Butts abound, friend. But, 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 but. Here a but, there a but. Everywhere a but, but. Okay? And, and, and the most overused but of all time, but I just don't have enough time. Really? Oh, come on. We have a lot of buts. God has given us a real simple word. Okay? If we learn it and we share it and we teach it and we live by it, then see, God gets glorified, people benefit, and then we get blessed. That's why we do what we do. That's the why behind the butt. Okay? And ultimately, that's the whole point I'm trying to make here, my fellow butt lovers, is if your butt is bigger than your why, then your butt's too big. Okay, it's time to, metaphorically speaking, snap into a Slim Jim. Okay, let's slap on some spiritual shape-ups and hit the road a little bit so we can just manage the butts a little bit. That's all we're trying to do. That's what we're talking about. Let's minimize the excuses. Let's shrink the butts. Shrink the butts. Say it with me. Shrink the butts. That's what we need to do. And you and I can do that together. We can conquer this. You and I can do it if we start the day, okay? I know we can. Let's just do it. No ifs, ands, or... Yeah. I think you get it. I've got to thank Tom Poland for finding that for me. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. <clears throat> I don't even think I have to preach after that. Let's go to the next screen, okay? You know, I don't want you walking out of here this morning thinking, uh, but I could never do that. Or, but that's not going to work. I want you to see and be encouraged this morning by some things that all of us can do, no matter where we're at with Christ. But we all can do these things to grow spiritually. Paul says, for from the very beginning, God decided that those who came to him should become like his son. Paul says, from the beginning, God decided something. Now, to me, that's encouraging because it means We're not in this alone. We're not trying to grow spiritually in our faith just by ourselves. God already decided to help us with this. He wants it to happen in our lives. Then at the end of the verse there, Paul says, become like his son. There's no better definition of spiritual growth than that. When we talk about spiritual growth, we're talking about becoming like Jesus Christ. Becoming like Him in the way we act, the way we treat people, the way we think about things, the way we make decisions, really just the way we do life. There's no better definition of what it means to grow spiritually than God wants you and me to grow to be like His Son. Now, God not only wants this for us, he's working for it. For I am certain that God, who what? Began the good work within you, will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. It should encourage us to know that we're not in this thing alone. 
God is working for you and me to grow. He wants us to grow spiritually. And friends, it's going to be a lifelong process. None of us have arrived. So how do we get on board in the process of growing spiritually in our faith? You see, we get to choose whether we're going to have the no buts kind of faith or not. Jesus talked about this choice we can make when he told a story about seeds and the soil or the ground. He said a farmer went out to sow his field. And back then they had to do what's called hand sowing. They had the seed in a bag and they would just broadcast it on the ground. Some of the seed in the process of broadcasting fell on hard ground, on a path beside the field where they would walk. And it didn't grow at all. It didn't penetrate the ground because the ground was too hard and compacted. Then Jesus said some of the seed fell on some shallow soil that had rocks underneath the thin layer of soil. The seed sprouted up quickly, but then it shriveled and died because the roots couldn't penetrate that rock barrier. Jesus said some other seed fell among weeds and thorns. It started to grow, but then it got choked out by all the weeds and it stopped growing. Finally, Jesus said, some of the seed that was sown by the farmer landed on some good, loose soil, no rocks, no weeds. And that seed sprouted, it grew, and it multiplied. Well, the disciples didn't understand what Jesus said to them. So later they said, Jesus, what was all this talk about seeds and soil? Jesus said to them, and he's saying to us today, that the seed that was sown by the farmer represents God's word, which shows us how to live our lives. He said the soil, the ground, is our response to God's word and what it says to us. Everyone here, everyone alive, has some type of spiritual soil inside of them. Because, you see, everyone has a response to God's word. And the story that Jesus told is actually about our four faith options in 2012. These are options or choices We'll make every day this year about how we're going to respond to what God is saying to us through the Bible. Jesus said we can choose to be like some people where the seed is sown on the hard ground, on the pathway between the fields. The seed that falls there doesn't even penetrate the soil. And the faith option represented by that scenario is the stop before started option. In other words, faith and spiritual growth don't even get started in these people. The person with this kind of response isn't interested in God's word because it's not important to them. That's one option. I can choose 
to not have any faith at all in God's word, the Bible. Now, Jesus said there are some other people who are like the seed that get sown on the thin ground with the rocks underneath. That seed sprouts up quickly, and then it dies. And the faith option here is the shallow and short option. It's a shallow commitment that doesn't last very long. You see, I've met people like that who get excited about serving Christ. You know, they're the ones who say things like, I'm going to do something this year to grow spiritually in my faith. And, you know, things are going to be different this year with me and God. They're going to be different this time around. They start out as no buts people, but that only lasts a short time because they have a shallow commitment. Jesus said there's another group of people like the seed that was sown among the weeds and the thorns. And that's the faith option before us today known as strangled and small. This represents just a small amount of spiritual growth in our faith because it gets strangled out and it dies. Jesus said our faith and our desire to grow spiritually gets strangled and choked out by the concerns and cares of daily life. These people say they want to grow spiritually. They want their faith to grow. They want to get closer to God. And I'm not denying that. That's what they say. But then all the cares and concerns of everyday life, jobs, kids, all of that, start to crowd out that desire for spiritual growth. And the desire eventually dies. Well, thank goodness, Jesus said, a person can can make another choice. And he can choose the faith option known as good and growing. This is when the seed is sown on good soil where good things happen. This is the choice that Colossians 2 is talking about. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. Paul tells us to let our spiritual roots grow down deep into the Lord. You know, on numerous occasions in 2011, I would see news stories about violent weather, and we had so much violent weather around the world last year. And they would show pictures of of huge trees that had been uprooted and just laid over on their sides. The winds and the floods and the storms had done the damage on these majestic trees. So here's the question for us. Do you think there's going to be some storms, adversity, storms of adversity that blow through your life this year? I'm not a prognosticator. But I can almost guarantee for most of us, if not all of us, we're going to have some troubles 
and difficulties and storms of adversity come our way in 2012. It's part of life. God knows this is going to happen. And he wants each of us to have the spiritual root system to be able to withstand the storms of life that inevitably will come our way. And God says he'll help us do that. He tells us, let your roots grow down deep into him. That's what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about this truth. He said the four different types of soil are how you and I respond to God's word, which is the seed. You see, the seed is going to be scattered every Sunday by this church. It's going to be scattered. The question is, what kind of soil will that seed land on? Growing in our faith is all about our desire for hearing and knowing God's word and what it says to us and then living it out in our life with no buts. You know, let me say something that might uh, shock you. Reading the Bible won't help you grow spiritually. I'm not a heretic. <laughs> you don't have to run me out the back door. But that's a right statement. Reading the Bible won't help you grow spiritually if that's all you do. We have to read the Bible for a purpose. We have to read it in order to put it into practice. You know, there are some people who think that if they just read it, they'll automatically be more spiritual people. But not so. You read it in order to act on it and do what it says. Reading the Bible without acting and doing it is like going to a health club to watch everybody else exercise. And since you're going with that purpose in your mind, you can take a bag of Doritos, my kind of health club, and double stuff Oreo cookies to eat while you're there. And you sit down and you watch everybody else going through all the, the, the stations and machines and you're thinking all the time, boy, this is really doing me some good. I'm inside here, right? I'm inside the health club. And how dumb is that? It's not going to do you any good except eating Doritos and double-stuffed cookies is always a good thing, but that's for another Sunday. You see, we not only have to read and hear the Bible, we have to do what it tells us, and that's where the spiritual growth comes, our faith comes from. Look at what Jesus said about that. He said, so then, anyone who hears these words of mine and obeys them is like a wise man who built his house on rock. I think all of us want to be wise in 2012. And if we want wisdom and we want to be wise and have our lives built on a solid foundation, we must not only read and hear the Bible, we must do what the Bible tells us to do. No buts. 
The question is, how do I get God's word in my life? If God's word is a seed, and he told us it is, how do I get it planted in my everyday life? And God has a plan for that. It's in the book of Deuteronomy, a book that we very rarely think about reading or or preaching from. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, known as the Pentateuch. And this fifth book is the book of Deuteronomy. Let's see what he says here. God's saying through Moses to his people. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. I want to look at some some keys to spiritual growth from this passage. One of the keys is to use the time you already have. You know, we see this phrase here, when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. A lot of times when we want to grow spiritually in our faith, we try to make some extra time for it. And this rarely works long for long before we just give up and go back to our regular schedules. So what do you do? You build spiritual growth into your regular schedule. When you're sitting at home, And when you walk along the road, speaks of the regular things you're doing. In that day, they did a lot of walking wherever they went. They had a lot of time available to them while they walked. Where do we spend a lot of time today? Most people don't do a lot of walking, but we do do a lot of driving. So how do you make this no buts faith? By using some of the time in your car or truck, to listen to God. And there are some great ways to listen to the Bible while you're in your vehicle. You know, you can download the Bible on your iPod, and if your radio has that capability, you can play that back through your radio. You can buy the CDs on on the New Testament or the entire Bible. I have the New Testament myself, and you can... Put that in and you can drive along while someone reads the Bible to you. If you use the time in your vehicle for spiritual growth, you're using the time that you already have. Another way to do that is with your email. Many of us spend time during the day reading or sending email. So you can get an email devotion sent to you, and there are many of them out there, and they will come to you by your inbox, and you can read that. You can also get an app for your smartphone, or you can get an app for your tablet that will help you do the same thing. Driving, your email, your phone, the tablet, whatever, are all things you're already doing in your schedule. So instead of trying to build some new time in your life to grow spiritually in your faith, Use some of the time that you already have. And watch what it does in your life during this year. The second idea from Deuteronomy is to take seriously the start and the end of each day. 
Our passage talks about this with the phrase, when you lie down and when you get up. Moses is telling us that God wants us to take seriously the start and the end of each day that we live. I like what Psalm 92 says about that. Every morning tell him, thank you for your kindness. And every evening rejoice in his faithfulness. The way you start your day and the way you end your day is something called a a daily quiet time or a devotion time. Those are just descriptions for amount of time at the beginning or the end of your day where you make a connection with God by reading the Bible and talking to God. It's a connection time with God. And there's no set amount of time for this. And don't be intimidated by those people who say you've got to do this amount of time. One person might invest five or ten minutes. And I use the word invest They might just invest five or ten minutes in this. While another person may invest 30 minutes or more in their devotion time. It's not the amount of time spent as much as it is the connection you make with your Heavenly Father. So how can we make this a no-but faith opportunity? How do we take seriously the start and end of each day? As a practical idea, I would encourage you to read a printed devotion guide. There's some good ones out there. The Daily Bread is one. The Upper Room is one. I think, Tom, we're going to work together and get some links for you on the website. You can just go to our website, ffworship.org or .com, correct? Both. So you can't miss it. ffworship.org.com. If you're not going there, you need to be going there. There's a lot of great stuff on that website. Some of the men in the church are doing something very creative. You know, they're reading a devotion guide from Coach uh, Tony Dungy, the former coach in Indianapolis Colts. Colts. I bet he's glad he's not coaching them this year. And they're reading that and then commenting, if if they want, by way of email back and forth to each other. If you'd be interested in doing that, guys, uh, just stop at the information center after the service and they'll give you some information on how you can do that. Or you can go on your own and and find a devotional guide that best fits your needs and works for you. The main thing is to take seriously the start and end of your days this year. Then idea number three from Deuteronomy is this. Tie in reminders of Scripture throughout the day. The Jews took this literally And some observant Jews still do today, and you can see them if you ever see pictures of the Wailing Wall, how they're praying. They took little boxes with straps on the box, and they would put a scripture verse in the box, and they would tie it to their forehead. So the scripture would symbolically be on their mind. These are known as phylacteries. Say it with me. Phylacteries. Someone next to you think you're spitting up or something. Phylacteries, you know, it'll hit you. A lot of disease floating around. These small scripture boxes were to remind the Jews of God's word throughout the day. 
There's a principle here that you and I can hold on to. And this next verse reminds us of why it's so important to do so. The psalmist says, my soul is discouraged. That is why I will remember you. Many of us know what it is to feel discouraged at times. And when it happens, let me assure you that it doesn't make you a bad or unspiritual person because you feel discouraged at times. When those times come, we can make a choice to be overcome and overwhelmed by discouragement, or we can choose to do what this verse reminds us to do, to remember God. To remember things like God loves you no matter what is going on in your life. To remember that God does have a divine plan and purpose for your life. To remember that God is in control of all the stuff that's causing you to be discouraged. Someone here, no doubt, in a crowd this size is facing discouragement today. You need what we're talking about right now. And you're going to be helped if you will tie in throughout the day reminders of God's Word. You know, you can't just remind yourself on a Sunday morning here on the second Sunday of the year and just forget about it the rest of the year. It doesn't work that way. Discouragement can hit you any time and can keep hitting you. We need reminders over and over again that God is for us. So how do you do that? A good tool that I know of, and I know this is old school, but a good tool for growing spiritually in your faith is something like this. Take a sticky note or a three-by-five card. When you come across a verse in the Bible that's helpful and speaks to your life, at that particular moment, write that verse down and put it somewhere you can see it as your reminder to remember God. You might put it on a refrigerator. You might put it on a bathroom mirror. You might put it on a nightstand. It doesn't matter where you put it. I've got some in my car. You may want to put the verse on a computer screen. I know that's done. Or a tablet or your phone so you can see it throughout the day. And if you're thinking, how do I do that, don't come to me, okay? Find that 10-year-old kid in your family. <laughs> you know, I believe every family needs a 10-year-old kid that has that computer-savvy knowledge. Everybody does, you know. We don't use phylacteries. But the idea of having some favorite Bible verses nearby to encourage us to remember God's Word is something we should consider doing. There's a fourth thing that Deuteronomy talks about. Use time you already have. Take seriously the start and end of each day. Tie in reminders of Scripture throughout the day. And then, number four, tell someone else. Why should we tell someone else what God's doing in our lives? We should tell because it encourages them and it encourages us. Just hold the screens right there. You know, a few weeks ago, Pastor Damon had some folks come 
and give a testimony. That's it's all about what God's doing in their life. And I remember Erica Proctor coming and telling us, and this isn't in my notes. I know Erica's here, and I hope you don't care that I'm sharing this, Erica. But I don't think anybody that was here that day wasn't touched and encouraged in some way by what God was doing and is doing and will continue to do in Erica's life. Amen? You see, there's encouragement power when you talk to someone else about what God, what's going on in your life spiritually. And this verse talks about it here in Hebrews. It says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. One of the ways to spur one another on, just as you were riding a horse with the spurs, but to spur one another on in our faith walk is to talk about what God is doing in our lives. You know, when I get opportunity, I, I like to, to see and talk to as many of you before the Sunday morning worship. I know Pastor Damon loves to do that too. And after the Sunday morning worship, try to talk to you and find out through conversation what God is doing in your lives. Deuteronomy is specific. Moses said, teach them to your children. Our first responsibility with this is to talk to our children and grandchildren. Talk to them about what they're learning in the zone or the youth group. I read this from a parent. He's not from uh, Faith Fellowship. But he wrote this about what we're talking about. He said, when I talk to my kids about what they're learning spiritually, it does some good for them, a lot of good. But it does even more good for me. There's something about talking to them about what's going on in their lives that has incredible strength and power in my life. This dad got it. Parents and grandparents start talking to your children about their relationship with Jesus and what they're learning here at Faith Fellowship. You see, some of you don't want to talk to your children about spiritual things because you're afraid of what? They're going to ask you a question you don't know, right? (laughs) Hey, that's quite all right. Children are known for that. In fact, I found three great questions from a list that children had asked. Number one, did Eve have a belly button? You think through that one for a minute, okay? Number two, how can Jesus fit in my heart? And number three, will I have the same name in heaven? Pretty good question, huh? And when you get questions like these or, or others similar, how do you handle it? That's an important moment for spiritual growth in your life and your children's life. There are two ways to handle their questions. Number one is to just fake it and pretend that you know the answer. We've all been there, right? (laughs) 
They ask you a question and, and you say, well, in the omniscient sovereignty of an almighty God, he obviously knows the answer to that question. And your kids look at you and it confirms what they thought about you. Or you can say to your children, you know, I don't know the answer to that question. But let's look in the Bible and try to find out together. The minute you say something like that, you've taught your children that all of us have questions, both young and old, and that's okay. Because questions can help us grow spiritually all of our lives. You've also taught your children that you're going to find out from the Bible the answer to their questions. And hopefully, as they go on through their lives, they will remember to look to the Bible for the answer to their questions. Not only should we talk to our children and grandchildren about what they're learning, we should also talk to people in our small groups about what we're learning. So some of you are thinking, well, I don't have a small group. And I'm glad you're thinking that because we have some new groups starting, as Cindy already alluded to. I believe one of the most important things we can do for our spiritual growth in 2012 is to be a part of a small group experience. And there's no better time than January to get started. As she said, you can go pick up a list, a description, and starting times about all the small groups. You can get that after service in the info center. Some of you are thinking about the big butts right now. Like, but are these things doable in my life? Or, but will any of this work that he's talked about? Here's God's promise to us. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. God says, when I take a step towards him, he will always take a step toward me. And someone said, his steps are much larger than ours. He's waiting on us to become close to him. And we must never forget, remember this, We're not alone in our spiritual growth this year. God wants us to grow, and he's working on our behalf for our spiritual growth. So come close to God. But also remember that when we talk about spiritual growth, it's not just a matter of something that we can do. It's a matter of a relationship. You see, spiritual growth is all about a relationship. It's amazing how many people want to become more spiritual, but they try to do it apart from this relationship with God, which is what being more spiritual is all about. Paul says, everything that we have, right thinking and right living, a clean slate, And a fresh start comes from God by way of Jesus Christ. There won't be any spiritual growth for us this year without this relationship with God 
through Jesus Christ. Spiritual growth is not a matter of working on your inner being and hoping to feel better about yourself. It's about a genuine and growing relationship with God through Jesus. When you and I give up all the buts and decide to make doable steps of faith to spiritual growth, God says he will see that and he will draw close to us. If you want God close to you in 2012, you must draw close to him. No better time than do it today. Receive the clean slate and the fresh start that he offers. You open up your heart, open up your life to his son, Jesus Christ. You repent of your sins, and you receive him as Lord and Savior of your life. You draw close to him. He draws close to you. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for the promise that we have that you will always be there to draw close to us. Lord, I've had so many buts in my life, more than I could ever begin to remember. And as the video so appropriately showed me, I saw myself there, Lord, over and over. And I believe that if we were honest with each other today, Lord, many of us have had a lot of buts in our life. And some of us are there today. Lord, I pray that we would give up those buts and we would say, Jesus, from this day forward, I want to draw close to you. I want to get back in your word. I want to begin to read the Bible. And not only to read it, Lord, to cross off some check mark that I read through the Bible in a certain amount of time, I want to read the Bible to find out what I'm to do with my life, my family's life, my children's life, my job, my money. Lord, help us. We thank you that we're not in this alone, that you desire our spiritual growth. And you're going to be working with us. No matter how small a step we take, you're going to be there. And we thank you for that promise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, amen.